T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. week and now the wait is over it's the only unfiltered media podcast in america this is trash talk on weei.com here he is your boy blind mike blind mike it's the most disrespected member of the weei family your boy mike geary i'm getting sick of this fucking place already the uh go back and listen to the episode last week it was really good and it's kind of uh Evergreen. You can listen to it whenever. It's not as topical as we usually do. And I'm telling you to go back and listen because the tweet was deleted from WEI for some reason. And it's the only form of promotion they ever do for us is one tweet right when it goes up. It had nothing to do with the Jimmy Fund. What did you expect? What does that mean? <laughs> well, when we uploaded it, I assumed that they removed it because it had nothing to do with the Jimmy Fund. It was like the only thing. Well, then retweet on it Twitter. the next day. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh, just no. scrub me from the internet. Oh, no. You're getting scrubbed. And you're I gone. had a nice... The podcast ended with a nice message about the Jimmy Fund. I said a lot of nice things. You even tweeted out, hashtag cancer. I did. What a nice guy. Well, not nice enough, apparently. So go back and listen to that if you didn't hear it, because I thought it was uh, one, of our, one of our better ones. And uh, apparently, I hear tell that someone here um, asked us to not talk about the, the Brady hang-up. On the Kirk and Callahan program. Um, and, you know, I'm low man on the totem pole, so I uh, do as I'm told. So, anyways, Kirk and Callahan had Brady on Tuesday, and he hung up on him. <laughs> uh, everyone's heard the clip. But, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I understand that Tom Brady has the right. First, I'm sick of that. <laughs> Is I, I tweeted out, I don't get what. Minahan did wrong. Like you're gonna have to show me what Minahan did wrong. I'd love to bash that show because one of my biggest criticisms is that I kiss Kirk's ass when yeah. he was on here. He said, "I, you know, I, I think you're a fan of mine, and that might be a problem. You might kiss my ass too much." So I'm waiting. I want to criticize the guy, and this is the perfect opportunity if he did something wrong. And in these situations, I think he's been wrong before. I think when they had Stephen A. Smith on and he hung up, goodbye. Uh, I think that Kirk was wrong in that situation. I think, you know, morally he was right. Like the, what he was criticizing Stephen A for. And if you don't know, um, Stephen A's last appearance on K and C, uh, he hung up on them because Minahan, I think it was around the time of the deflate gate suspension. Maybe is that what they were talking about? I can't remember, but it was something to do with Brady. And uh, Stephen A. criticized Brady, and Minahan made this convoluted comparison to the fact that Stephen A. pals around with Floyd Mayweather. It, it seemed like a it seemed like Minahan just wanted to criticize him for that, and really pulled a hamstring getting there. The real stretch. It was a it was a complete stretch. Now Minahan was right in the point he was making, but I got why Stephen A. was like. Where the fuck is this coming from? Like, <laughs> I, I called in to talk about Tom Brady. Where I don't understand why you're asking me about Floyd Mayweather. I don't get it. 
Yeah, there's no there's no real comparison. There. Didn't make any sense. So, um, like I I, I get that Minahan has has a reputation of maybe you know kind of trying to make something out of nothing for the sake of entertainment. Guy whined about his parents dying for a year. Okay, you know, get over it. So stuff like that, <laughs> silly stuff like that. It's a little harsh. But, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> uh, but in this situation, you hear the question he asked, and it's completely reasonable. <laughs> but I say, hey, I don't get what I'm supposed to criticize Minahan about here. And people come at me with, you know, Brady has the right to hang up. What? That's not a. Def- well, of co- of- what is that? Of course he does. Of course he does. It's like any caller. Any caller calls on the radio station. Obviously, if they hang out, they obviously I'm not championing the taking away his rights. <laughs> I'm saying he sounded like a bit of a crybaby. Yeah. No, the only thing you could criticize Kirk for is that Brady said, oh, I don't want to get into it twice before well, he hung up. But that's, that's the that's only a big, thing. That's a big thing that people have said is that he said, he said, I don't want to talk about it. But then started answering. He said, I want to talk about it, but Alex has been, you know, blah, 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 the same bullshit as always. So that led Kirk to say, go. Now you go. <laughs> was he on the sideline? I thought he would have Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> what? Uh-uh. Um, all right. That was like, that was the most baby thing I've seen Brady do. Like the walking away at the press conference, it's like, I, I don't know how long he was already up on the podium. So he was like, all right, I'm done here. That was like, Minahan asked a, a yes or no question. That wasn't like Brady has to give this profound answer or he's going to look bad. Was he on the sideline on Friday? Yes. Was okay, he on the great. sideline on Friday? No. <laughs> He was on the team playing. We know or, that. Or was he on the sideline on Friday? Yeah, guys. I, you know, I'm gonna. If you ask me that about Guerrero again, I'm gonna have to go. No, he's just turned. Into I'm not a, talking about. He's just turned into a complete diva in the past couple of years. If, and get your pitchforks ready. Your torches and pitchforks are ready to come down, knock down the doors at Intercom. This is why I've gotten tired of Brady over the past couple of years. Like I'm tired of this crap. If this were LeBron or Peyton Manning. We'd be tearing him apart, calling him a baby, playing it over and over again, laughing at him. Uh, but it's it's our guy. So it's, hey, he has the right to say that. No, no, I'm not looking to. I'm not saying Tom Brady should lose his job, or that Kirk and Callahan should never have him on again. Of course, he has the right to do that. I just say he looks like a bit of a baby. He hasn't done that for the first 17 years of his career, so I don't know why he's starting now. And it just seems odd to me. And it seems like he's gotten a big head. He got rid of Jimmy G. He won that battle. He's the guy here. And because of that, he's, it seems like he's not this team first, no distractions kind of guy anymore. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. I'll talk but, to you later. I didn't mean it. I didn't, Tom, please. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was being bad, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't say that. The thing I like about Brady is is that he's never seemed sensitive. And uh, I don't think I've ever had more respect for him than when Steve Buckley asked him uh, the day of the pissant saga. The day, the day that all started uh, at Media Day. Buckley really? asked him, should, should Alex Ringer be fired? He said, no, I don't want to see the kid lose his job. Really trudging through the muck of WEI here. 
Well, it's relevant. <laughs> uh, but Brady was like, no, I don't, I don't want the kid to be fired. So I respected him so much in that moment, because it's, especially in this day and age where everyone's just looking. Can't wait to get people fired. There were people who don't know Tom Brady, don't know Tom Brady's daughter, don't know the family, who said, fire Reamer. How could he dare do this? And Brady said, no, of course I don't want the kid to lose his job. So that, that's a moment I respect of, uh, of uh, Brady. This is just silliness. If you have to know that if you go into business with a guy who is peddling fake cancer medicine. And, and concussion water. Don't forget about that. And concussion water. He, you're, he, he's going to be asked about. And then when you convince your teammates to come and train with this guy and one of the best players on your team gets popped for PEDs. Questions are going to come about Alex Guerrero. And then when that guy is off and on the team plane, seemingly willy-nilly, we don't know when it's going to come or go, questions are going to come up. If you want this guy, a shady character, so much involved in your life publicly, it's going to be asked about. And the one thing that people aren't, I feel like people aren't really remembering it, is that after the, the cancer medicine thing, the FDA, I believe, some government agency was like, all right, you need to stop this. And then he does the concussion water thing, and Brady backs that, and then he gets sanctioned by them. So, of course, there are going to be questions, and of course, people are going to ask about it. So, I don't understand why people are now leaping to his defense. Like, this guy is a scumbag. He's, a, at the very least, a shady character that the prince of New England is dealing with. Tom Brady has been a master. Uh, the thing everyone cr- criticizes Belichick for, or the media criticizes Belichick for, is he- he's the guy that'll give you the, I don't know, that, what, what, I'm not talking about that. Whereas Brady has been able to finesse around that while still giving you nothing for years. Brady's never said anything interesting, but he has a way of making you think he is. That's why every week when he's on K&C, there's a headline that is, ends up on ESPN at 98.5 has to use because everyone's talking about it, where all the time there's a break where it's like he almost said something interesting when in reality like he's not saying anything controversial but it's just the fact that Brady says something and you're so used to guys like Belichick and that organization saying absolutely nothing so Brady's been a master at finessing around why couldn't he have just done that again and say hey you know uh I want to talk about football. Alex Guerrero is a business partner of mine. That's a separate entity, and I'm not. I'm not going to talk about it this year. He just turned into a diva. Like I said, that's that's it. That's the only reasonable explanation. Yeah. Giselle has turned him into a, a supermodel. And if you think Minahan was wrong to ask that, you're just you're fooling yourself. Then you don't want interesting radio. Because the only reason that interview was interesting is because Brady hung up. If if Brady said, "Ah, oh, you know, I'm just here to talk about football," it's just boring. It, we, it, it's not in the headlines that day. I don't get updates to my phone from any of the sports stuff ever during the week when Brady's on KNC. I never have, except right. for the stuff in what March or February. February. And then now, yeah, that's it. it. Was national? Everyone was talking about it because it's an actual thing. That you're right. It's the only thing that made it interesting at all. It's 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 so you'd rather Brady go on with Dalen Keefe and be like, you know, how is uh. How's Eric Decker working into the system this year? Like, that's what you'd rather listen to? <laughs> well, he retired. Then so. something, I, you know. <laughs> so he's not. <laughs> not at all. I was trying to pull a name out of my, out of my fucking ass, and I, I couldn't. Um, but that apparently, that, now we're done. That was, that was all I wanted to say about it. But that was the edgy topic that we couldn't go near. <laughs> I, I guess someone 
uh, uh, said to someone involved with the show, could you uh, could you stay away from the Brady stuff? I think it'll just perpetuate. Hey, you know what perpetuates it? How about tweeting it from the account fifty times on Monday? <laughs> How about every single show at this at this very station talking talking about, about it? Yeah, <laughs> if you're that obviously it was good for the website, but then you know some asshole like me might not be. I don't know. It's silly. I, I do no damage. But people listening to this podcast going, oh yeah, that Brady thing happened on Monday. It's not going to take down the station. Don't worry about it. No one's forgotten. Fucking about relax. It. Um, but that was all. I probably wouldn't have even talked about it if they didn't tell me not to. But whatever. I'm. Uh, I went through that phase at the beginning of this podcast. Don't talk about anything. Don't talk about Fulgur Mass. Don't talk about Pete Abraham. Don't talk about Reamer. No more. Jesus Christ. What am I going to talk about that? How can I do a media podcast and not talk about this station, the other station in the city, the main newspaper, the fucking uh, the station that broadcasts the Red Sox on TV and radio? What am I going to talk about in Boston? You don't. <laughs> they didn't want The Herald is all I could talk about in the city. Oh, Jesus yeah. That's, Christ. that's interesting. You talk about the Boston Herald. So I don't know. Um, and then apparently, well, whatever. Uh, Jason Will. <laughs> What a transition there. Um, speaking of LeBron, how's that? Speaking of LeBron, who's also a baby, um, he's a baby no more. He's a grown-ass man who wants to talk some politics. He's a political figure now. Uh, LeBron has this show on HBO. The, is it called The Barbershop? I think it's just called The Shop. The Shop? I think so. It's, oh, it's in cute. a barbershop, but I think it's right. just, just The Shop. <laughs> and I... You know what? I don't even want to steal Jason Whitlock's point that I was just going to make. Let's hear what Jason Whitlock has to say about kind of the stereotyping that that this show goes into. LeBron's shop is what Donald Trump must imagine a black barbershop is like. Everyone is cursing and dropping the N-word, and there's a token white liberal soaking it all in, feeling like the coolest person in the room because black people are comfortable being ignorant in front of him. Twitter absolutely loves seeing LeBron this ratchet and ghetto. But I can't just blame Twitter. Timothy Bella of the Washington Post wrote a fawning review of LeBron, Maverick Carter, John Stewart and company channeling their inner Donald Trump. Here's what Twitter, the Washington Post, and even LeBron James all miss. The shop is fake news. I First of all, I fucking love Jason Whitlock. Um, I thought he... Not that it, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in the ratings, but when they put those shows together on FS1 and put Cowherd with Jason Whitlock and Shannon Sharp with Skip Bayless, I thought if you're going to have a more interesting show, push it more towards a primetime slot and put Jason Whitlock and Skip Bayless together, because that would be a lot more like the Stephen A. Skip dynamic than just a bumble, the bumbling fool that Shannon Sharp is. The guy who still goes to gas stations and buys black and mild (laughs) drinks Hennessy and makes millions of dollars a year they they wanted a name for that show so they put Shannon Sharp who's never been an interesting opinion guy he was on the CBS pregame show for the NFL for years but I never knew him to give interesting opinions on all sports mind you that show apparently covers all sports does Shannon Sharp watch I don't think baseball or no hockey or basketball when they say they cover all sports it is the NFL and the NBA. the NBA. They yeah. don't talk about hockey, I don't think. I think they might. No, I don't. Maybe during the Stanley Cup, they when might When there's a big baseball story. I mean, well, it's kind of just like here. When there's a big baseball story, they'll talk about it. It's like the morning show. Yeah. Here. 
when there's a big baseball story, they'll th- when JD Martinez uh, uh, pledges himself to the Nazi party, apparently well, they'll not. talk about that. Oh, we'll get into it. Um, but I think Jason Whitlock is is a for whatever reason has not taken off in the way Stephen A did. I think he's a lot smarter than Stephen A. I think he's a lot more well spoken. Um, I like Jason Whitlock a lot, and I think he's perfectly one hundred percent. Right, when he says that's literally it, that's like what a racist would say is happening in a barbershop. It's like oh they're all, they're shucking and jiving and talking trash, and it's like you don't see the stereotype that you're playing into. Like there were movies parodied about that. Like the movie Barbershop <laughs> is a parody of what you're doing now, essentially. And John Stewart in that I fuck I should have had. Can you see if the uh, John Stewart, LeBron, talking about uh, comparing LeBron to Ali, clip is in there. I should have had you pull it. That's my bad. Um, but Jason Whitlock saying that a guy like John Stewart loves being there because there's nothing, there's nothing uh, a, a white guy, especially a very liberal white guy, wants more than for a, a, a cool black guy to tell them they're cool. <laughs> and that's what John Stewart is just fishing for in that room. And you see. The, the, the ball washing he does to get that high five at the end of the show because, oh, my God, was John, I like John Stewart. I think John Stewart's a funny guy, but I hate when comedians feel the need to, hey, all kidding aside for a minute, hey, let, you know, let's take the, uh, the clown wig off and let's get real for a second. It's like, just, just fucking tell some jokes, man. And LeBron is a guy that, uh, and this is another thing that Whitlock said, in the in the in the full version of this clip, but you look at Donald Trump and people talk about uh, white privilege, and that does that applies to Donald Trump more than it does you or me. Um, Donald Trump came from a ton of money, while he worked a lot in his life to get where he is. He didn't necessarily have to work. He never had the he always had the safety net of not having to work. Right. Well, Bron has kind of always had that, <laughs> and I don't know what. You know, neighborhood. I don't think he was a wealthy kid growing up or anything, and I don't know what he had to deal with when he was very young. But he was a monster. He was a superstar in high school at 15 years old. When he was 16, I was I was watching his games on ESPN. He was in the NBA at 18. So, you know, LeBron was has always kind of been treated very well, and he's a guy who. His education essentially stopped it. I'm not, I'm not calling him a dumb guy at all. I think he's actually he's an incredibly smart guy, at least as far as handling himself. Other than the babyish shit that he does. He's made his brain. He's never gotten in trouble for anything. He's got a great reputation. Other than, again, other than the silly stuff. Uh, by all accounts, LeBron is a great guy. And has a, 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 I hate when people say great businessman about athletes. I don't know that he's a great businessman, but he's a great brand manager. For sure. Um, but his education, his schooling essentially stopped at age 15. You think LeBron had to take tests in <laughs> no. when he was a junior in high school? <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he studied. I don't know. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit, but he certainly didn't have to. No. When you're being covered, when your games are on ESPN, he got a at lo- 16. His mom went out and bought, I uh, believe an escalator a cadillac or something like a brand new one with a loan and the only reason she could get that loan was based on his potential as an nba player 
So I don't know where this is coming from, that LeBron is this guy that's in touch with the streets. No. I don't think LeBron's been in a bar. LeBron probably has not been in a, a like the type of barbershop that they're trying to reconstruct. I would imagine LeBron hasn't been in there in 15 years, at least. Well, he didn't have hair well, that's for true. quite some time. That's true. Well, you still got to trim the edges, you know? <laughs> Line it up. Um, uh, let me hear the next Jason Whitlock clip because I think that's even, even better. John Stewart from the old Daily Show was the star of this show. Was Trevor Noah unavailable? <laughs> Arsenio? What black barbershop has no disagreement? LeBron retold his Brentwood spray paint story, and no one offered a hint of cynicism. Excellent. Hey, man, how come you ain't moved? <laughs> That's what would have happened in my barbershop. Right. Look, I was, I'm as verbally raw as they come, depending on the setting. But I've never experienced that level of profanity and ignorance inside a barbershop. There's always an old head who shuts it all down. <laughs> 75 times someone cursed. 11 times someone dropped the N-word. Well, what barbershop is this? LeBron's shop was a collection mm. of elite black millionaires who are so far removed from reality that they think the black barbershop is a minstrel show with a white choreographer. <laughs> Uh, I think he's wrong about the cursing thing. I'm sure there's places where they curse all the time. But that aside, his point is very well taken. Do we have? Did you find the John Stewart thing by any chance? They do not have it in here. It should be in K and C somewhere. Oh fuck! Well, was it Whitlock or was it? Oh John no, no, Stewart it was John himself. Stewart talking to LeBron. Let's see if Jaron can find it. This would be impressive because I didn't tell him this before the show. It's my fault, folks. I'll For fall on the sword this time. Um, but. What he's talking about is John Stewart compares LeBron James to Muhammad Ali. And regardless of what his motives were, because I, I wasn't around back then. I'm a dumb fucking 26-year-old. 20, but regardless of what Muhammad Ali's motives were at the time, what Muhammad Ali stands for is essentially an anti-war, pro- protesting a war that this country never should have been in. What LeBron is trying to stand for is talking back against a, a, a president that we don't like is Twitter. <laughs> it's not, it doesn't seem like the same to me <laughs> as a, a message of peace, a message of anti-war, a message of not killing thousands or millions of people <laughs> versus... Uh, you know, this guy says some dumb shit on Twitter, and frankly, I'm sick of it. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a different message what do you than mean? Muhammad Ali had versus LeBron James? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. And uh, did we, you didn't find it? They don't have it in here. Those bastards. Oh, also, back to the Brady thing. We couldn't find the fucking, we couldn't find Minute. We had to pull the Minahan asking Brady ourselves. Off Twitter. It's been like scrubbed from the... From all the clips and everything? Yeah, I couldn't find they it. They just think they'll never use it again? It's probably in like the archives of the whole show, but other than that, no, it's not in there. They didn't clip it up. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Read into that what you will. But to me, that's very odd. Oh, may, You know what? Maybe, in fairness to them, maybe they don't keep their own shit in where we would usually look. No, they probably have it in... Archives. They don't need to cut their own audio. Yeah. They probably just saved it in like, all right. the show archives. I'll let that one slide. It hasn't been scrubbed from the system because we found it on the website. So never fear, folks. No censoring here. Maybe we don't talk about that. Oh, no. We, all we have to do is go to Twitter and <laughs> yeah, right. pull the audio from it. But, yeah, I, I wish we could find that fucking John Stewart thing. But 
uh, yeah, he compared. He, he goes, you know, you know, my man. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's cha- changing his dialect because you know, you compare me to Ali. You and and Le- the best part of the clip. This is why I wish we fucking had it. The best part of the clip. You know, I like to follow up. Last week was one of our better episodes. I like to follow it up with a real dud every single time. I say we do a good episode. I follow it up with just utter shit. Oh. But, but the best part of the clip is, if we had it, you'd be hearing John Stewart saying. Uh, you remind me of Ollie. And LeBron going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> As if to say, ah, yes. <laughs> One of the greatest athletes of all time who represented uh, an anti-war message. Yeah, I could see that in myself. <laughs> and it's like just the pomposity of that. It, it, it's very LeBron. It's very, it sounds like a very LeBron thing to do. What I, what I love is a guy like Tiger Woods, who... I think realizes that 80% of the time he's focusing on golf and the other 20% he's banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. So he realizes that maybe he's just not that into politics and maybe he doesn't need to talk about it. uh, Tiger Woods said this week they they wanted him so bad to get into this Donald Trump stuff. And he goes, "Eh, you know, I played golf with Donald before, you know. He he wanted to say he was a friend of mine, but he knew he couldn't. Same with the Brady thing, back in the, like when Brady had the "Make America Great Again" hat. Yeah, he was like, but Tiger handed. I thought a lot better. He was like, now nah, you know, I played golf with him. We have that. He was too. fun to be around. What, 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 that let's play. We'll like give you something. Are, he's the president of the United States, and you have to respect the the, the office. And no matter who's in the office, um, you may like dislike. Um, personality or the, the politics uh but we all must respect the office now i'm not saying lebron has to do that I, I what i'm saying is that's the perfect answer for someone that doesn't really give that much like isn't pandering to twitter and doesn't really give that much of LeBron. maybe tiger doesn't care maybe he's apolitical maybe he just does not give a shit about politics <laughs> is that not possible i, I it's tough in this day and age <laughs> But maybe Tiger realizes, I'm a fucking golfer. Why do I need to talk about the president? I'm not saying LeBron has to do that. I think if he has real opinions that he wants to get out there, do it. I, what I'm sick of is HBO and Jon Stewart and all these guys pandering to him like he's this voice. Like, oh, what a what a profound voice. And using guys like Ali <laughs> from 50 years ago to, to get that. It's like, okay, let's fucking... Calm down. Let's all calm down. Because we saw what giving too much power to a dumb celebrity did. <laughs> Look at the White House. <laughs> He's currently sitting there. LeBron James might be your next president if we don't slow the fuck down in Hold complimenting on. this guy. <laughs> I think you're speeding up too quickly. Am I? Our next president is going to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, all right? He's going to be yes. the one that and then is LeBron. heralded. No, I think then Oprah. Then maybe we'll get LeBron. Honestly, like Oprah wouldn't be... Any worse than Trump? Okay. Like, I think <laughs> I, I I really believe that. like, no, probably not. She I, probably wouldn't be. She's a good, a great businesswoman. She doesn't say as much dumb shit. And other than that, I don't. I I think the difference a president can make is negligible. There'll be some bullshit bills passed here on, on one side or the other. It just matters if you're wearing a a red tie or a blue tie, as Bill Burr says. But what they can really do, other than going to war, and they, even that, even going to war, has to be voted pa- on by Congress. You have to pass through a lot of channels. As much as, as much as people say, well, Trump has the nuclear football. It's 
I don't think he's that crazy. And Oprah certainly isn't. <laughs> so honestly, I think Oprah would be fine. I just don't want to get to a point where it's fucking LeBron <laughs> or, the, or The Rock. <laughs> and I sense, like, Kanye 2020 is not that ridiculous a notion anymore. So let's all calm down on making celebrities say things, and then when they do, criticizing for it. Now that's a nice transition, my friend. There we go. J.D. Martinez. <laughs> Uh, we dug through his Twitter, and uh, we found the man is a Nazi. We're going to demand that he is released by the Red Sox? You know, back in uh, May, March, I'm sorry, I tweeted a lot. <laughs> I was really on my high horse on Twitter. I thought I knew what I was talking about. I thought I knew baseball for a second. I said, J.D. Martinez, guys. You're silly if you're if you're celebrating this signing. He's gonna he is going to be a fucking bust. I said it with such confidence. JD Martinez is gonna be an absolute bust here. He's gonna be no good. He's, it's the, what a waste of a contract that's gonna be. And then uh, I watched him for a few months. He's in the running for the uh, triple crown. But I didn't. What I, I didn't mean his play. Of course, I didn't mean his play on the field. What I meant was, in August, you guys are all gonna find out he's a Nazi. Of course, that's what I meant. And. Yeah, here I was. I was right again. No, you weren't. R.A. Geary, baby. You're very wrong, no. actually. Of course. Of course he's not a fucking Nazi. But I do have to say, I think this story has been played up. But as much as um, the left wants to go after guys, I don't think they're going after J.D. Martinez. I think guys like Jerry Callahan want you to believe they are. I don't think it's that big a story. But all I will say on it is the fact that it was a story at all is silly. Was it dumb of J.D.? Oh, if you don't know. J.D. Martinez had an Inst- Instagram post. You have the Instagram post up? Yep. It's uh, Adolf Hitler. If you've never heard of him, he was the leader of the Third Reich, I believe. And um, what's the <laughs> what's the caption? So the picture of Adolf, and it's a quote. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's something that he said. Oh, right, right, right. But yeah. it's well, attributed I, it, to it's, him. It's attributed to him, and there's been some disputing of whether or not he actually said it and whether or not it was an exact quote right. in the context of it and all that. And the quote is, to conquer a nation, first disarm its citizens. And that's just the picture. Yes. And then uh, Martinez captured it. This is why I always stay strapped. Hashtag the truth. Now, to say this is a picture of Adolf Hitler is completely just taking it out of context. <laughs> what it is is an awful thing Adolf Hitler stood for and saying I want the opposite of this <laughs> which is why I want guns <laughs> that's basically what it's saying it's a pro-gun thing and people don't like that J.D. Martinez is apparently pro-gun but what they spun it into to make themselves sound rational was the demand Hitler just Hitler they couldn't say he supports Hitler because it, it's completely Opposite of what Hitler was saying because in, that, in that caption. So what they just go, but but Hitler, but he used the, Hitler's in the picture, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but he's saying Hitler was bad. Is that not a message we all can kind of, if if nothing else in this world, <laughs> can we all not get behind the idea that Adolf wasn't such a great guy? I think so. I think we that's... can agree on that, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's all J.D. Martinez is saying. I don't support this guy's message, and people are like. Eight years ago, he said Hitler. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you're trying too hard here. Luckily, I think the masses realized um, 
they went too far. Because this it doesn't seem like one that uh, really went that far. Callahan wants you to think it was. Well, it's because if you have a reading comprehension uh, at a, like a third grade level, you'd understand that he's not supporting Adolf. I'm glad this one didn't get because because I, I feel like a lot of very often now something like that would have been a big story. I'm surprised it wasn't. But lately, actually. lately I've been noticing things where maybe it's swinging back the other way. Like Louis C.K. What, what do we have for time before I get into this fucking diatribe? We're at 31. All right, I'll make it quick because I want to keep it a little shorter this week than it has been. Um, Louis C.K. is coming back. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, actually. He's back on stage. And, again, Minahan and Callahan, I heard them on their, their high horse this morning. Like, say, how, can you, how can you let this, this guy back? My, uh, Michael Shea, they were laughing at Michael Shea because Michael Shea, they, I don't know why they hate Michael Shea so much. They say they say he's a bad. I don't think Michael Che is great on SNL. I think he's a very good comedian. Um, and they say he's. I would bet they haven't watched a minute of his comedy. He's a very good stand-up. They say he's not talented, which is abs- mind-boggling to me. <laughs> like to say a guy like Michael Che isn't talented is it's idiotic. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. He's the head writer of SNL. He's got a stand-up special on Netflix that is very good. Uh, so to say he's not ta- he sells out theaters. If you suck as a comedian, you're not selling. If you don't anything. have talented, you're not selling out the Wilbur. You're not selling out Laugh Boston. You're not selling out anywhere. Um, there are guys who I don't think are funny necessarily, but they certainly have talent. Like Aziz is kind of worn on me as like a comedian. I don't think he's necessarily that funny. Very talented guy. You know, he knows how to fucking captivate an audience. He's a great writer. Uh, Master of None is a great show. But there's guys that I don't find their stand up funny. So I can say, I, you know, I'm not. Not the biggest fan of their stand-up, but they're obviously a talented guy. Like people trash Kevin Hart and say he's not talented. No, That's he's idiot. definitely talented. idiotic. Like I, I don't think Kevin Hart's the funniest comedian in the country. Not even close. I don't think. I see what this is. But he's a talented guy. You picked the two non-white guys to go after. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Let's see who else do I? Who's overrated? Amy Schumer. <laughs> there you go. Oh, now a woman too. Huh? Damn it. Uh, uh, I, uh, I'll co- the men are just so all accurately characterized. I can't think of one. Um, but uh, Michael Che said, hey, you know, essentially on Instagram, we're glad we're giving this guy a second chance, which there's no more American message than that. Give the guy a fucking second chance that he did not commit. A, he didn't commit a crime at all. But well, if you want to say it bordered on. A, a harassment, which it didn't because he got consent. <laughs> but let's say let's say it did. Let's say it was harassment. Um, it wasn't a violent crime, and it was 15 years ago. So does the guy deserve to have his life ruined for that? I don't think so. I think you should shame him and say, "Hey, what the?" F-? Make him explain him explain himself. Of course, but. Do you need to ruin the guy's fucking life and say he can never work again? That mentality, I don't understand. And I think it's kind of swinging back the other way, and you saw it with uh, Aziz, uh, where Aziz essentially went on a bad date. Oh, my God, that was and so And they were like, I was, I was assaulted! <laughs> and so I went, that one, people were like, hmm, were you? <laughs> and then uh, the Chris Hardwick thing. Chris Hardwick uh, kept his job with AMC and NBC. Um... 
after it essentially looked like he was in a bad relationship and maybe he was a bad boyfriend. But it's like, are we taking jobs away from that now? Because there's a lot of other people we should be going after then if that's the case. Um, so I think maybe we're swinging back a, the other way a little towards the middle. The only problem is, here's how we would get back to the middle, is the fuck, the f- cocksuckers on the alt-right, if they would just stop being such complete hypocrites and going after every liberal person, like Dan Harmon and guys like that recently, and go, see, they do it too. It's like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. <laughs> because if you do, then they're going to start doing it again. They're going to come back after us. So it's like just if they could stop and look at themselves in the mirror for a second, I think we'd be right back in the middle of now nah, you can kind of say whatever you want. Some people will be pissy about it. But maybe we'll never get there because life shit wall to wall, folks, and people are assholes. Um, now I have one request. Uh, a lot of people reached out the last couple weeks, uh, some with some very nice messages, and you know, saying like, "Hey, uh, don't kill yourself." And I said, "All right, fine." Um, so first of all, thanks to those people, but a lot more people reached out and said they were just enjoying the podcast in general. Um, and what I ask of you is a uh, tweet fucking uh, Chris Curtis. And Joe Zarbano and tell him you like the podcast and want to hear it promoted more and uh, maybe me on the air more, which was promised to me and uh, I'm not hearing anything about it. Uh, I guess I'll be back with Gilroy at some time in the middle of the night soon. I hope. Maybe. they. <laughs> I asked them, hey, hey, uh, it's been about a month since I've been on air. <laughs> what? When's that going to happen again? And they're like, we're putting you on Tuesday with Gilroy. And I'm like, well, how would I know that? <laughs> you didn't tell me. Like, No one's told like, me anything. Does no one's talked to me for weeks. No one told me if I did a good job or a shit job. or like, I mean, How would I know if I don't? It's like they say, like, hey, just that. You got to reach out, man. And then I reach out. And it's like, oh, this guy again bothering me. <laughs> it's like I haven't talked to you in a month. So what I need is you people to do my dirty work for me. Um, tell them you like the show. If you, if you do. Tell them you want me on air. And uh, more importantly, or less importantly, I don't know. I don't want to rank the importance. However you feel about it. Uh, give a five-star rating and positive review on iTunes because that helps the show out as well. They see, hey, maybe people are actually listening to this uh, horseshit. And um, at BlindMike underscore, if there's uh, anything you want to hear on the show, whatever. If uh, the audio is bad or, uh, you know, uh, the production quality was shit. That would be uh, at Jared Dignan is where you're, where you're looking for that. Yeah, you can come right after me. And uh, you could, Everyone can feel free to sing me their praises, too, as you got into me. Well, oh, I know you it's your podcast, but you If know. you want. Please. I guess. <laughs> Include me. Say nice things about me as well. I, I need that, folks. Uh, that's it. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, a presentation of WEEI.com. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 